Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Here we go. It's the Back in Time Brothers show. I am DJ Pauly and I have my brother Lou with me. Lou, how are we doing tonight? I am in the house. Oh, yeah, boy. Throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. We're going hip hop. Yeah, our hip hop show. I know we've talked about it, about doing this and here we are. Here we are, and we're doing, and we and we are going to change something a little bit differently. We're going to be doing uh, the top twenty. I repeat, top twenty hip hop groups of all time. Yeah, you you really went for it. I mean, it's like I told you. Know, I think originally you said you were going to do ten, and then you just oh, hell with it. I'll double it. <laughs> well, I figured you do fifteen plus bonus one, so I had to I had to up you by four. How about that? <laughs> Done. Always in competition with the older brother. <laughs> Um, th- and this was a lot of fun for me because, um, I, you know, and I'll, I kind of talk a little bit about what, you know, my, my criteria and your criteria are two different things. Um, you, you really go, um, looking for certain kind of things. Mine was, um, during, during the nineties, okay. Um, hip hop was very, very big, um, eighties and nineties. And that's a time when I grew up as a, as a young kid, teenager and, and a young adult. So my goal was to try to find what I thought were the top 20 groups that left an impression on myself, but also on people that were in the clubs listening to this stuff and things like that. And as a DJ, a lot of these records and groups I played. So that was kind of the criteria I went with. So by, by any, by all means, there could be a better top 20 list out there, but this is my list. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I, I like that because I think earlier on when we went ahead and we're doing some of these, uh, these shows, we would um, kind of get caught up in the list and trying to, you know, be like some industry list. But these are our favorites, and that's the way it should be. Right, I think so too. And and I and don't get me wrong, I love when you do your list because I I love your criteria that you put together. Um, but this one is just kind of this is kind of like a personal list, I guess. So I kind of took it to the heart per se. Um, so it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think I've started to kind of tailor my list the kind of the same way, the ones I wanted, but still make sure I have a criteria. I, I want to make sure that it makes sense. So tell us, besides it being your favorite, did you have any other criteria that you used? I mean, definitely. I, I listened. I listened to looked at the groups to see what was out there playing on the radio, what was playing in the clubs, the songs that were leaving an impression on people. Um, you know, there's, there's the one hit wonder songs that we talked about and those songs will always be remembered, but there's those groups that if, if a certain song played in a club, like an old rap song, the place goes nuts, the place goes crazy. Those are the kinds of things I was looking for. Um, I was trying to stay away from groups, solo artists. I, I did strictly groups that were all together as a group and pretty much have stayed as a group. Um, some of these, some of these groups have gone on to do solo projects, but for the most part, they've always been known as a group, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's kind of what I went with. Yeah. So we're not going to see, you know, um, Puff Daddy on here, or P. Diddy, or no. whoever, whatever you want to no. call him. We'll, we'll be missing him. Yeah. Yes. So um, we're not we're not going to see Biggie. We're not going to see Tupac. Um, but however, uh, well, you know, I'll leave that open because there is a little a little tidbit on that one. But we'll talk about that later as we go through the list. But um, yeah, so primarily you're going to see the groups, the groups that were together and have been together. Yeah, and I think we can probably leave it open for a future episode where if the response for this one is good, maybe we go ahead and then expand out and do the top artists, hip hop artists of all time. 
I think that would be a great idea. And I tried to stick pretty much to groups that were 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, you know, there are some groups in the list that were, you know, a lot of their hits were in the 2000s, early 2000s, but they did start off in the 90s or or late 80s or whatever the case may be. So, Okay. So do we want to jump right in? Let's jump in. So once again, this is Paul's list. <laughs> and uh, here we go. This is going to be number 20. Okay. Here's this one. Ride, white line highway, tell all your friends they can go my way, pay your toll, sell your soul, pound for pound, cost more than gold. The longer you stay, the more you pay. My white line go a long way, either up your nose or through your fame, with nothing to gain except killing your brain. Oh, yes. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That song is White Lines, uh, obviously about cocaine. Um, um, but Gr- Grandmaster Flash is known to be one of the originators of um, of rap music. Um, obviously, Curtis Blow is, is one, of, one of those people. But um, Grandmaster Flash was a, was a rapper and DJ. Um, he was uh, one of the those DJs, pioneers of uh, creating like scratching and cutting um, on turntables and stuff. Um, New York guy from, I believe, the South Bronx. And they kind of originated in 1977, 78, I believe, is when they kind of came out. And they're known for, I mean, obviously for, for the white lines. They're also known for the message, which uh, Ice Cube used as a sample. Yeah. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys are, are pioneers in the music. So I figured that'd be a great way to start with the group that was been there from the beginning. Yeah. And white lines, you heard it all the time. I mean, I think mm-hmm. everybody, everybody knows it and, and, and that's classic, but here's a tidbit. I don't know if you knew this and maybe you do <laughs> tidbits. All right, here we go. We're already starting with the tidbits. Here we go. Grandmaster flash isn't on that record. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Grandmaster flash is not on the record. It's it's Melly yeah. Mel. It's Melly Mel. Yeah, Melly, Melly Mel is the one you'll hear. Um, he's a lot of that. Ooh, ooh, he does a lot of that that stuff. Yeah, Grandmaster Flash isn't isn't on it at all. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, he left Sugar Hill Records the year before it came out, and but they tagged him with it, and he actually actually ended up getting half the royalties on it. So, and then of course him and Melly Mel split up, and they had you know. Grandmaster, you know, with Melly Mel doing something and then yeah. then they took off. So, yeah. So I thought it was kind of interesting that that song with his name on it, he's not even on it. He's not even a Grandmaster. And, and you know, it, and it's funny because I, I knew Melly Mel was on it, but because he's, Melly Mel is iconic for his famous, that like kind of like dog bark, you know, he's the early DMX. And um, it, it's, so that's kind of, I did, I did not even know that. So that's, that's really interesting. You got me on one. You see, look at that. I came across that, and um, it was um, the what's her name, Sylvia Robinson. Um, yeah, Sylvia, Sylvia Robinson, Sugar Hill Records, um, signed them, and she, her, and Grandmaster Millie Mel wrote wrote that song. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And Sugar Hill Records, obviously, is a was a big, big label back in the seventies, early eighties. They had they had everything, all the groups on there. Um, you know, obviously Grandmaster Flash and Millie Mel. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there we go. And I believe uh, I believe the Sugar Hill Gang also. Yes. Which would make sense for Sugar Hill Records, huh? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> You're pretty Nothing good. gets past us. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's that's number twenty. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, I think that's a good number twenty-two. Coming in at number nineteen, I remember these guys. Let's see what you think. Boogie Down Productions. Production, production. We'll always get paid. 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 We'll take the wackest song, song and make song. it better. 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 Remember. Better. To let us into your skin, skin, cause then you'll begin to master rhyming, rhyming, rhyming. Criminal minded, you've been blinded. Looking for a style like mine, you can't find it. They are the audience, I am the lyricist. Sometimes the suckers on the side gotta hear this page a rage that I'm not in a cage. Free as a bird to fly about on stage. Ain't here for no fronting, just to say a little something. Your suckers don't like me because they're all about nothing. However, I'm really fascinating to the letter. My all-around performance gets better and better. My English grammar comes down like a hammer. You style, I need to pull your bottle. Bang favors, you're kissing other people's. I write and produce myself just as fast. Keep my hair like this. Got no time for cherry curls. Attracting only women. Got no time for little girls. Cause girls look so good. Oh yeah, I love Boogie Down Productions, man. Such a great song. Criminal Minded, that was their debut album, uh, actually. And um, the group consisted of KRS-One, who is I mean, such a just an amazing lyricist. Um, and also uh, consisted of uh, D-Nice. And um, they had a DJ, and his name was Scott LaRock. Um, interesting fact about this group is that Scott LaRock was murdered five months after the debut album was released. So, um, and he was a talent, talented man, just so talented and he was, uh, and he was murdered. So, um, Boogie on Productions, uh, KRS one, they had in the South Bronx, they had, uh, they had, um, so many hits and, um, even up until, I mean, KRS one did go solo and create a bunch of music, um, after the fact, but, um, yeah, that's, that's my number 19. That is Boogie Down Productions with Criminal Minded. Okay. Anything to add on that? Or are you good? I'm good. Other than I believe my understanding is that they kind of set the stage for what would become gangster rap. Uh, they kind of are the originators of gangster rap. Yes, they are. Um, and again, they just, they were, they were also kind of created like the whole battling of other groups, like having beef with other rap artists that they were going after them and kind of like talking smack about the other rap group. And so that kind of started all that too. So that's, that's kind of a, kind of where the beginning all began. How about that? <laughs> all right. Coming in at number 18. I said a hip the hip it, the hip it, the hip, hip, hop, you don't stop. Rock it out, baby, bubble to the boogity bang, bang, the boogie to the boogity beat. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I like to say hello. Up to the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, and the purple, and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie. Say up, jump, the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop. Rock the rhythm that'll make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man. Oh, yes, the Sugar Hill Gang. Rapper's Delight. How could we not put a song that had rap in it in the list, right? Rapper's Delight. And it was actually, uh, that was a 1979 hit for them. 
And it's, um, if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere that it is, uh, it was the first rap single to become a top 40 hit on the Billboard uh, 100. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, they're, you know, they're known for a lot of hits, obviously, um, Apache, you know, the, the famous Apache song that they had. And, um, you know, they had, uh, they have a lot of members, uh, you know, Hank, they had Master G, Wonder Mike, they have just a bunch of interesting names. Um, they were kind of, kind of interesting too. They would wear, uh, they kind of wear some costumes on stage and do some kind of funky stuff, you know? So they're like kind of the beginning of the village people. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, they were, they were, I mean, just another pioneer in rap music. Um, and they had that kind of that funk, funky sound to it. So, um, and obviously on Sugar Hill records, there we go. Yeah. It's the great early stuff, which just had a, a cool funk to it. Uh, it's a great song. Uh, Sugar Hill is a section of Harlem, so that's just another yes. little tidbit. And they're from Inglewood, New Jersey. How cool is that? That wasn't too far from they, us. Well, you know, it's funny. Here's a, here's a little funny story for you. So Master G, um, he was involved with someone that I knew that was an up-and-coming rapper um, in the early in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, so I was DJing at the time. I actually got to meet Master G um, when my friend was recording, and I actually did a couple scratches on messing around with him there. So that was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe they laid that down somehow and you could be on a record you're not getting any credit for. I'm going to sue them. Very, very bad. No, uh, the, the rapper did not make it anywhere, but I'm just letting you know, uh, it was kind of fun to meet them. So, and, um, yeah, and they were right in, right in New Jersey. They're right. Not far from us down the road, right by, right by Eddie Murphy. Yes. In Inglewood. Yes. Correct. And the heat is on. All right. I like that one. All right. Okay. Yeah, so where are we so, going now? Number 17. This one's a little interesting, but I know how much you like this, so let's just do it. I do. Oh, you got to love House of Pain. And, and I kind of broke the rules on this list because they really pretty much are a one hit wonder. Um, but um, that song, it left impression on everyone all over the world. I mean, it was one of those songs that when you heard that beginning, those, you know, beginning, those bagpipes or whatever it was, the place knew it was, you knew it was going to happen. Everyone was going to go nuts and jumping all over the stage and going nuts. So, um, Everlast was the, uh, the lead on that. And, um, you know, Everlast is actually a very talented musician. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you kind of jump in a little bit with that one, because I know you have some, some stuff on him, but he left house of pain and went solo and, um, actually a guitar player. He's, he's very talented. And he had a song called what it's like that went very big on the charts. It was huge, huge hit. And it went more of a kind of a bluesy, funky rock kind of sound. So I'll let you jump in there. Yeah. I, I forgot all about that song. And so when I heard Everlast, I was, I wasn't even thinking it was him. And then as I was uh, looking into, to what he had done, he won a Grammy with Santana. I'm just going to play this clip just so, yeah, just so you can kind of hear the difference, him being in, 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 you know, in House of Pain and what he sounds like now. Hey now.
crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> so I like that. That's I, I like those. You know, when those things surprise you. They do. And, you know, and it's, you know, it just shows the diversity that, you know, a lot of these singers, they could do, they could do pretty much everything. You know, they can do, uh, he's a, here he is rapping on this, you know, this iconic song, jump around. And now here he is playing with the legendary, you know, Santana. Like, I mean, you know, that's crazy stuff. So, but that's, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's House of Pain. And I know, like I said, I know one hit wonder, but they did have another song called Shamrocks and Shenanigans, but it wasn't as big as Jump Around. That's for sure. So, hey. You like them. It's your list. I do. I do like them. Thank you, bro. Thanks for backing me up on that Of course. All right. (laughs) The next one is a really famous one. So let's uh, let's give it a listen. Here it is. A groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past, adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back, cause it's summertime. Oh, man, we're talking about DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I don't even know where to begin with these guys. <laughs> it's just these guys are legendary. You know, I mean, um, you know, just, you know, two guys from Philly. Yeah. You know, Will Smith and uh, and Jeffrey Towns um, are, are, are the two. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff happens to be one of my most very favorite DJs of all time. What he can do on turntables is the most amazing thing ever. Um, if you have not seen his um, Peter Piper Rock the Bells um little demo he does on YouTube, I recommend to look it up. It's amazing the things that he can do with two turntables. It's just amazing. I have so much credit for it. It's just respect for him. Um, but obviously, you know, they were kind of those two jokers. Um, you know, they did the parents just don't understand. They did even the spoof on uh, Nightmare on My Street with Freddy Krueger. I mean, they've they've done a little bit of everything, but they are very talented musicians. Um, you know, Will Smith was always kind of, a, when he came out, was that funny kind of songs. Summertime is one of their just it's a classic song, man. It's just a, it's one of those nice grooving songs that get in the car drive. And if you have a convertible, put the top down and just, and just enjoy it, man. You know, it just has one of those kind of those iconic sounds and, and they're always known for being funny and joking, but this is a, a pretty serious song for them, um, that they did. So, um, love them. Much respect to both of those guys. They are, they are definitely, uh, definitely icons in the, in the rap world for sure. Well, and just in, in the entertainment industry, <laughs> we will Smith. Come on. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We won't we won't do any we won't do any Jada Pinkett jokes. <laughs> Number fifteen. So we're cracking the fifteen already. I think we're moving at okay. a good pace. Here we go. I like it. All right. Number fifteen.
God, I love Black Sheep. <laughs> I just, I love these guys, man. These are two guys from New, from Queens, New York. Um, uh, and as, as their names were Drez and uh, Mr. Long. And um, they actually met as teenagers in Sanford, North Carolina, um, where their, where both of their families had relocated stuff. Um, they, um, this song, Choice Is Yours, was their, was their biggest hit. Um, it's known for the famous hook. Um, and later in the song, which you didn't play, bro, it's this, uh, engine, engine number nine on the New York transit line. If my train goes off the track, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up back. And that's, you know, that was like that big thing. And people just would go crazy when that part come on. It, it just insane. So that's, that's a little bit about the uh, black sheep. What do you think? I love this song. What I love about <laughs> the song is I love that stand up bass that's playing. And oh, that, that be, it's just such a great sound. And it's a cl- just a classic groove. It's, it's mm-hmm. a wonderful song. Man, oh man. It, it is. And you know, it's, and they, and they had a couple hits. Flavor of the Month was another big hit for them, but they will always be known for the choices yours. And that, uh, that engine, engine number nine sample I told you about, that's been sampled in so many songs. And, you know, that was one of those iconic things in the club when I was a DJ. When I played this song, the place would go in absolutely insane. You know, people jumping up and down, going crazy. So that, that's a reason these guys are on my list. Okay. Solid. Thank you. <laughs> Number 14. Digital Underground, man. Love it. Humpty Dance. This was a, a group I didn't know a lot about. I really didn't. I just knew the song. Okay. Um, I, West Coast, you know, rap yeah. group. Yeah, they're out of Oakland, California. Yeah, that's they kind of came out from there. Um, Shock G was uh, was their thing. He would also... People thought for the longest time that um, there was two different people, but he played the guy with the nose, Humpty. He played the... It was the same guy. It wasn't two people. It was the same person doing it. Um, also, here's a little fun fact for you. One of the backup singers on Digital Underground happened to be the famous and late Tupac Shakur. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Oh, I like that. Rest in peace, Tupac. But, um, you know, he was, and he kind of got his break from Digital Underground. And then, um, you know, and Digital Underground was very commercial. They were, you know, um, you know, obviously another kind of funny kind of band, you know, with the, with the guy with the nose, big walking around the Humpty Dance and stuff like that. Um, they did have some some other songs that were really good. Sex Packets was another one. Um, but um, they uh, they kind of uh, fell off. You know, obviously they it was it was a fad for them, but they're still known as an iconic band in that movement. You know, that 80s, late 80s, early 90s kind of push. But um, they yeah, they gave Tupac basically his break, which is kind of crazy, huh? Nice. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So that is the digital underground. 
Yeah, and I think there's probably more stories about, you know, people that gave people breaks in this when you look at these guys, because mm-hmm. if you're East Coast, West Coast, and, you know, you kind of got uh, influenced or, you know, discovered by somebody, so. And, you know, and that whole East Coast, West Coast thing really didn't start happening until Biggie and Tupac. You know, the whole hatred for the East Coast and the West Coast, everyone got along pretty well, I thought, up until till that point. So, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, there it is. Gangsta. Here we go. Number 13. Here's a classic. salt and pepper our ladies that hit on the chart there yeah i remember that song when you were younger and you know obviously mm-hmm. you're in your teens or yeah. very early you know had to be i guess your late teens yeah, maybe they, uh, 15 they, oh okay they, well uh, well they formed well they formed in 85 so um you know, 15 16 years old i think when push it came out yeah, yeah that that's one i remember you you just loving that and you know getting oh, into that man. and and then the band, you know, the band consisted of uh, Cheryl James, who was Salt and uh, is Salt, and Sandra Denton is Peppa, and it's Peppa, not Pepper. Um, and then we have, uh, of course, uh, we had uh, you know DJ Roper, who was uh, who's DJ Spinderella, and um, she is a she's amazing DJ. People, she does not get enough credit. She really is fantastic. She wasn't up there for her looks and just to stand there. She actually was very involved in scratching and, and doing stuff. So, um, great band, iconic band. They had many, many hits. Um, Spinderella is no longer with them. She has left the band and new, uh, a new DJ is with them. Um, so, but they are still out there touring and doing things. So, um, you know, here we are 2020 and 21 and, and Salt and Peppa is still kicking it. Yep. yep. Still. Yeah. Yeah. They're the first ladies of rap and hip hop. Okay, here we go. We're going to number twelve, number and I 12. dig. I dig this song. Oh, me too. I love Cypress Hill. They are so great. They are, uh, they are in a Latin, they're a Latin um, American hip hop group. And um, they're like one of the first, I think the first Latin American hip hop group to like go like multi-platinum and, and, and sold over 20 million albums or something like that. Um, they, uh, they've been around since I guess late eighties and uh, they're out of, uh, they're out of California. Uh, Be Real is the guy you hear singing uh, mostly. He's got this this kind of unique voice, and uh, DJ Muggs is their DJ, and he's a fantastic DJ man. He he would do some great stuff on stage. Um, fun fun band. They had another song called "How I Could Just Kill a Man." That was uh, that was really big, and that was on the uh, that was actually on the Juice um, album soundtrack. Um, and then here we go. Here's another here's another segue. 
Tupac Shakur was in that movie. Look at that. We're talking about Tupac a lot. Yeah. Omar Epps. Um, great, great movie. Great movie involving a DJ and murder and craziness. So, um, but How I Could Just Kill a Man was on that soundtrack. And um, great movie. If you guys have not seen it, Juice, great soundtrack. A lot of artists that are actually in our, on, on my list here um, are on that, uh, on that soundtrack. So that is Cypress Hill. I like that because in the grunge episode, you've turned us onto the single soundtrack and now you've turned us onto the juice soundtrack. So is this going to be a new thing? Am I going to be implementing a movie into our soundtracks, into our lists? I think you've done it. I mean, yeah, you're the soundtrack guy now. (laughs) Two for two. (laughs) Yes. Let's do it. All righty. So now that brings us to number 11. Oh, we're almost in the top 10. Yeah. Nice. All right, here we go. Number 11, classic. Uh, we're talking about outcast out of georgia those guys those guys are great man they 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 started in the early 90s but a lot of a lot of their stuff really went big like their 2000s you know hey ya was a big hit um you know miss jackson obviously that we just listened to they had a song called roses uh bombs over baghdad which was which was a great song i mean they've they, they're they're really amazing. We have, and we're talking about um, we're talking about Andre three thousand, and of course Big Boy are the two um, two rappers in that. So um, yeah, they've been around. Uh, they they are no longer together. They did split up, um, but um, they put out some amazing music. And I know a lot of their stuff is in the two thousand, but their earlier stuff is really really good stuff, man. They there's some talent there, and uh, if you guys should listen to um, you know so fresh and so clean, they have. I mean, there's just so many songs. That they have. Yeah. The, the other song, uh, Player's Ball, is another really oh, good song. yes. Yeah. Really good song. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. So good stuff. That's Outkast. And um, uh, my my daughter loves the song Roses, which we crack up when we when we sing that. We sing that in the car. It's a good school song. So um, so a lot of fun. A lot of good groups. A lot of good songs where I think we're, I think we've, you know, we're nailing some pretty good artists. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm sure there's probably some out there that maybe don't belong on that number, but this is like I said, this is just kind of what I'm feeling. And if someone doesn't, you know, just it likes to disagree with me. Hey, we'd love to hear from you and see what you think. So feel free to message us on Facebook or um, get us on our website back in timebrothers.com. Yeah. Yeah. Outcast is um, so deserving. And, um, you know, Andre 3000, he's like the kind of the, the, the creative, um, you know, the poetic guy. And then you've got mm-hmm. Big Boy who's really into the, you know, dealing with the heavy topics and stuff. So together they really did some and, and very different things too, but together they did yeah. some wonderful stuff. So good call. Thank you, sir. All righty. Now we're moving on. We're breaking the top 10. No, and and you know what? I'm just going to say this right now. Number 10 is one of my favorite groups of all time. So, here we go. This is a hole up. Ain't nothing funny. Stop smiling. We still don't nothing move but the money. But now I learned to earn because I'm righteous. I feel great. So maybe I might just search for a nine to five. If I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive. So I walk up the street. 
whistling this Feeling out of place, cause man do I miss A pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper Me and Eric being a nice big plate of fist Which is my favorite dish But without no money, it's still a wish Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid So I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made So now it's a test to see if I got pulled Hit the studio, cause I'm paid in full Akim, check this out Oh man, Eric B and Rakim. God, those guys are awesome. And 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 these guys, um, man, they were they were like in the early, the golden age of rap in the eighties. You know, these guys are they're so they've been around for so long. And this is kind of I guess this is like late eighties when Paid in Full came out, and they and they and and they also continued to go into the nineties as well. And I think even the early two thousands they were still doing stuff. Um, and these guys are from Long Island, Eric B and Rakim, and um. Eric B is the DJ and Rakim is the rapper. So uh, kind of very similar to Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. The DJ is first before the MC. So, um, but such a great, that paid in full record is such a great, great album. My goodness. It's, uh, um, and they've done some, they've done also some duets with like Jody Watley. I mean, they've done some stuff. They've, they've been out there, you know, when, when that whole like pop and rap thing, we're seeing, you know, having the rap performer sing on the pop single, they were doing a lot of that stuff as well. So. Yeah, no, these guys are deserving. No doubt about it. So, good good call. And they were also on the Juice soundtrack also, too. Look at that. Jeez, some nice segues going on, huh? <laughs> you are just <laughs> plugging Juice like crazy. Yeah, I want everyone everyone listening, everyone listening to our show, go watch Juice. <laughs> go watch the movie Juice. Such a great movie. <laughs> okay. Number 9 is a classic song that everybody knows. Oh, yes. But you get it. talking about naughty 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 by nature and we got some those are those are our peeps from new jersey man they're from uh they're from east orange yeah the bricks baby the bricks um yeah uh tretch uh vin rock and dj kg um were uh, the three members of that and a lot of people used to say that uh little little vin looked like a little bit like uh mike tyson a little bit yeah a little resemblance to him but tretch uh tretch was obviously you know this was the main guy he was the built guy he wore like this dog chain around his neck and um you know, it's, an OPP was was an anthem. I mean, it, it really was, and it stood for other people's property. Um, but uh, they had many other hits. Let's just not look at you know OPP as their only hit because they had so many other hits. They had you know uh, Feel My Flow and Hip Hop Hooray, which is another great one, and Uptown Anthem, and um, and you know, and, and it's funny too. Here we go. They are also on the Juice soundtrack. Mm. <laughs> they are. Yep. And I believe the Uptown Anthem was the song on the Juice soundtrack. It's such a great song. So, um, yeah, they've been around for a long time. Um, they split up for a little bit, a little bit. And Tretch was actually doing pornography. 
um, for a while. Well, that's it. That's... I, I guess you got to do what you got to do to pay the bills. Okay. Um, and I, I, then I think they came back together again and were performing together again. And, um, you know, I always feel like it's harder when you when you kind of had that limelight. And this was any band, not just rap, but even with all kind of music. You know, you're playing and you're you got your heyday in your 80s and 90s, and you're and you're trying to do it now in the, in 2020s. It's it's tough. You know, it's tough to make that to do that comeback and stuff. But I think they're still out there doing it. So, well, and it's it's different. You know, the times are a little bit different. The music's a little bit different, and, and so yeah, it, it's hard for these guys to come back for sure. No, the rap music today is terrible. I, I'm going to go out there and say that and go on a limb and say it. It's just, it's mumble rap. You can't understand it. Where at least, at least this stuff, you know, that we're talking about now, it had kind of a story to it. You know, there were stories, there were things that you could relate to. And, um, and obviously, with, you know, with Naughty by Nature, you know, they were very involved with Queen Latifah, who was also from New Jersey, the East Orange area as well. So um, a lot of um, a lot of rappers in that area. Um, Redman is another one who was from that area, the Oranges. So um, a lot of talent uh, in that area of New Jersey and a lot of artists that did come out of that area. So go New Jersey, represent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. So the next one, this one was an iconic video. Uh, and it was a tribute, and uh, I'll play it. Boom, 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 boom. Tell me what you're gonna do, but it ain't nowhere to run. When judgment comes for you, when judgment comes for you. Tell me what you're gonna do, but it ain't nowhere to hide. When judgment comes for you, cause it's gonna go for you. Yes, uh, Bone Thugs in Harmony. Yes, Bone Thugs. You know, um, this is an interesting group for me. These guys are from Cleveland, Ohio. And they were trying to get, they were sending out, you know, demos. They were trying to get, you know, all kinds of auditions. And somehow, Easy, they they got to Easy E via phone. And Easy E said that he would audition them at some point. So the what the group does is they go ahead save money for a Greyhound bus ticket to go to L.A. Okay. So they go to L.A. and they they're walking the streets. They're calling. They're trying to do. They spend like three or four months in L.A. trying to get to Easy E. Then they find out Easy E is on his way to Cleveland for a show. <laughs> so they oh go ahead, go back. They finally catch up to Easy E. He signs them. And uh, I just, I, I love the fact that these guys hustled so damn hard and uh, they got signed. And of course, as we all know, unfortunately, Easy, Easy E passes away. And this song was a tribute to that. 
And um, what I love about Bone Thugs, especially when you listen to the kind of the Southern rap country stuff of today, um, like um, what's his name? Is it Kane Brown or whatever? You know, whatever. Kane the, Brown, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, these guys that or even Florida Georgia line where they've done this rapping thing. These guys were doing that well before that, this harmonized rapping, singing. And I just right. love something that's different. And that's why I like them. No, it's a, and it's a good story, one, because like you said, it shows, you know, just perseverance and not giving up on your dreams. And, and you know, and obviously, but you're right, that, that sound that they brought, um, you know, um, I think there's other that Ruggish Sluggish Bone song they did. That was that was kind of a cool song too. That was, you know, it had a girl singing and it just their flow is what you hear to this day now, which they were doing, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, even longer. So, um, yeah, very cool. Um, you know, and and the video obviously a great a great memory to to Eric Wright Easy E um where he actually even appears in the video um as kind of, you know, they have a um a vision of him, you know, he's standing there um, at the end at the crossroads, I guess per se. And so it really very nice. And the showed, uh, it showed how appreciative they were to easy E for signing them and um, them having a great career also. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, they were slated to do a, an album together. And unfortunately he, he passed before that could happen. So, but, and I think some of that stuff's out there in bootlegs, but anyway. Um, all right. I'm sure it is. Now we're ready for number seven. Lucky number seven. No sleep till. Oh, I got love. I love the Beastie Boys, man. Oh my God, do I love the Beastie Boys? Uh, obviously, their license to ill album was was a phenomenal album. Uh, Rick Rubin was involved in that. Um, that's why you get a little bit of that heavy metal guitar and and stuff. But you know the the interesting and and I don't know. Did you see? Did you happen to see the uh, documentary on Apple TV? You haven't? Oh my uh, yeah, God. you've told me about that, and I just you haven't. I just always gotta see. It's amazing what what these guys. Um, you know they kind of got played a little bit by um by Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin on their first album, which yeah, go figure, right? Um, you know being part of Def Jam Records. Um. And, uh, you know, obviously MCA, Mike D and the King Ed Rock, um, and, Ad, you know, MCA is no longer with us. He passed away for cancer. Rest in peace. Such talented guys. These guys were musicians. They were like punk musicians. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they played guitar and, and, um, MCA was amazing programming. Like he had ideas and he was like really that, that smart guy in the back trying to figure out how they're going to get their sound and things like that. Um, but if you get a chance, Lou, 
watch that documentary, please. It is is phenomenal. I sat there. I, I actually want to watch it again. It was that good. Like to go back and and see the struggles they had. They, you know, after after that first album, License to Ill. Um, you know, they had a hard time getting bringing up some other hits, you know, and it wasn't until later on down the road, you know, check the rhyme and, um, you know, and uh, Paul's boutique album and and things like that. So these guys are these guys are, you know, three Jewish guys from New York. OK, and and it shows it just showed like, you know, these guys were the Eminem before Eminem. You know, they 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 created that. And um, and then they brought their sound to rap. So they brought in, you know, bringing in they were playing live music instruments on stage. They were playing guitar and drums and they were doing it and rapping. And so, um, you know, they, they, these three guys for me, uh, really, man, it was really tough because they probably could have been a top five, honestly. Um, but, um, I, I, when you hear my top five, I think you'll understand why they're not in the top five, because I think the top five are solid. Um, but, uh, beastie boys were a big part of my generation. Um, as a teenager, um, it was kind of like that, um, kind of that rebellious stage for kids. You know, they were, they were kind of those guys, you know, and, um, and three, three very talented young men, no, I'm older men now, but they're three talented musicians. So, um, that is the beastie boys for me. Absolutely. And inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame in 2012. I think these guys are regardless of genre, they, as a band, they're one of the tops period. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. It just amazing. I think the, I think you hit it when you said, despite the genre, they, they are just a great band. They really are. Okay. Here we go. Number six. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? Can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight song? What I do ain't make believe. People say I sit and try, but when it comes to being daylight, it's just me, myself, and I. I. It's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. I love De La Soul. These, these guys, these guys are like really, they kind of created like this whole jazz rap, you know, they, they, and they were really big for, for sampling. They, they would bring a lot of great samples, unique samples into their songs and their lyrics, they were poets. I mean, they really were, they were just amazing. Um, and then they had professor, they had Prince Paul, their DJ, um, who, who was fantastic. This is a band out of Amityville, um, you know, New York. So, um, Three guys that, I mean, to this day are still looked upon as pioneers of this music and what they, their contributions to the music, to the business is, I think, phenomenal. Again, probably could have been a top five, honestly, but um, I like where they're at, where I put them. I, I really do. They're just not quite in the top five, but just outside of it. But um, I, I do. I like where they're at. Um, do you have anything on them, Lou? Do you-, you know, um, I just remember that first album, and I forget the name of it, but it was, you know, and that's where this song came from. Because um, we, because I was at Sam Goody, we sold the hell out of it. And um, and I just thought, wow, this is some really unique stuff. But I didn't realize they had some lasting power. And it seemed like they had, you know, a lot of influence. So I think I kind of chalked them up to being, you know, one and done, but that's not really true. So, um, you know, there you go. There you go. You ready for the top five? Oh, I am. Here we go. Number five. Here we go, yo. 
for move faking. Got to get to loose so I can bring home the bacon. Brothers front, they say the drop can't flow, but we've been known to do the impossible like Broadway Joe. So sleep if you want, my crew will help you get your Z's true. But here's the real school. I'm all that and then some short duck and handsome bust a nut inside your eye to show you where I come from. I'm vexed, fuming. I've had it up to here. My days of pain dues are over. Acknowledge me is in there. Yeah. yeah. Head for the border. Go get a taco. I see wreck it from the jump street. I love a tribe called Quest, man. Love these guys. Um, just, just talented, talented, talented guys. These, these guys are like pioneers of like, they did like alternative hip hop music because they, they, they just brought a different sound to it. But this song, um, scenario is a song that I don't care where you're at and what club, what bar you put the song on and people are going to go nuts and go crazy to the song. People will sit there and they will sing lyric to lyric all the way to the end. I'm not even kidding. I know every word to that, to that, to that song. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, uh, Q-Tip, um, is, was the, uh, is the main person on that and Fife Dog. Um, you also, um, on this out, on this song, uh, Buster Rhymes does a guest on this also because they do, I believe they did a little mix. Leaders of the New School was a band that, uh, Buster Rhymes was with. Um, uh, Fife Dog, I, I think has left us and passed away, I believe. Um, over the last few years, um, he's no longer with us. So rest in peace. Um, and, um, these guys just, they had so many songs. They even, they even used, um, a Lou Reed sample, um, take a walk on the wild side. Is that, is that what it, yeah, that they used a sample of that in one of their songs. I mean, these guys are just very talented, very, um, different sound, a very different sound of, of rap music. And these guys really, um, you can see a lot of alternative bands like them. Um, you'll see them on a lot of like, um, concerts back in the day, like during even the grunge times and they had these concerts or stuff, they would be there performing with these bands because they had that kind of sound and they could do that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, Tribe Called Quest, definitely number five for me. Um, they are a top five and I will fight someone to tell me that they're not. <laughs> yeah, no, um, these guys really respected, you know, they were iconic. And I just remember, you know, selling this stuff and people just, in awe of of the sound and they were unique and and they influenced a lot of people. And Q-Tip had that voice. He just, you know, he's kind of like, yeah, boy. You know, he had just that cool, jazzy kind of uh, funky voice. I don't know. His voice was just unique. It was great. So um, great, great band. Um, definitely uh, a pioneer and they belong in the top five. Okay. So here we go. Number four. Once again, back is the incredible rhyme animal, the uncannable beast. Public enemy number one, five folks said freeze. And I got numb. Can I tell them that I really never had a gun? But it's the wax that determined the X one. Now they got me in the cell, cause my records they sell. Cause a brother like me said, well, Farrakhan's a prophet and I think you wanna listen to what he can say to you. What you wanna do is follow for now. How will the people say, make a miracle, keep up the lyrical. Black is back all in, we're gonna win, check it out. God, Public Enemy, man. What what can I mean? Where do we even begin with Public Enemy? Love those guys. <laughs> you know, Chuck D, Flavor Flav. You got Terminator X on the on the turntables, and then they had like this little army. 
<laughs> the the S ones, I think they were called or something like that. It was like Professor Griff or whatever I think was the leader, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, they, this, these guys were ahead of their time. Um, you know, they they were they were talking about issues. Um, you know, they were kind of that 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 group that. They didn't care. They brought the issue to the, to the table and said, this is what's going on and it needs to be fixed. Um, their first album, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. I think it was, um, or it takes a nation, a nation of millions. Um, very, very just, they came out with the facts points, you know, uh, fight the power was another song they came with, you know, talking about all the, I mean, just great stuff. I then think that was off a of Spike Lee soundtrack. Um, and you know, they just, I mean, it's just crazy stuff like the, their, their music, their sound and, you know, and, um, uh, Flavor Flav, you know, we all know he's that crazy, that hype guy, but man, you know, when you hear that, yeah, boy, you, you already know what's going on, you know, it's, and Chuck D's voice is, you know, you, when he starts to sing, you listen, you listen to his voice. He just takes command. And Terminator X is just an amazing DJ and producer and involved in, you know, what they do. So, um, and there's just so many songs that we could talk about they do. There's just so many. Rebel Without a Pause is one of my favorites. I love that. Um, there's some great stuff out there. So they are definitely an iconic, iconic rap group for sure. Yeah. I think that they're probably the East Coast version of what is the next band in a way. I agree. Right. The, the way you lined them up is perfect. Nice segue. Okay. Number three. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. We could, we could talk about them forever. I mean, this is a, a group, you know, what's it? Yeah. This is a group, you know, 1986, 87, you know, Compton, California, you know, obviously right in just, you know, middle of, you know, bloods and, and crips. Um, easy. E was, you know, basically he was a, basically a drug dealer. Um, all these guys were pretty much just kind of headed like in a, in a bad path. Dr. Dre, however, you know, he was a DJ, um, these guys got together and let's, and let's discuss who these guys are. If you don't know already, we could talk about Easy E. We're talking about Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, uh, MC Ren and DJ Yella. Um, and these are the five members of NWA. Um, and they all brought a little something different. Um, Easy E was obviously, you know, he had that, that voice. Ice Cube was that powerful, like, I don't give a crap about what you're going to say. This is what I'm going to tell you what's going on. You know, and that's how Ice Cube's always been. You know, he's been that kind of guy. And, um, and man, they they that first album they put out, you know, F the Police, um, straight out of Compton. There's just so many songs on there, and um, I mean, they basically fought for their rights to sing their songs and do what they wanted to do. You know, they were getting banned, they were getting um, arrested for performing that song at concerts. Um, you know, we all know their manager Jerry Heller was uh, was a was a bad guy. Um, really screwed them over. Um, really took advantage of Easy E. Um, unfortunately, and, um, you know, the band did split and there was a lot of beef between them. 
Um, and you know, that was probably one of the first bands that really had beef within each other. You know, they were fighting against each other. Um, they kind of split up and Ice Cube did his thing. Uh, Dre did his thing. And then Ren and, uh, Yellow kind of stayed with Easy until, uh, unfortunately until Easy's, uh, passing, uh, you know, when he, uh, was diagnosed with, uh, which HIV AIDS and died. So, um, but fantastic, iconic band. Um, I mean, they, they left their impression on the world for sure. Absolutely. They each had their stories. They're all unique individuals. They each contributed. Um, uh, you know, what, I think you summed it up beautifully. So well done. Thank you, sir. All right. Number two. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Here we go. That's who we're talking about. Legends. Legends. No doubt. And and we, you know, our first introduction to Run DMC was Rockbox. Ugh. You know, when we heard Rockbox, we were just like, whoa, what is this electric guitar and then rapping? And it was just such a cool song. And, um, you know, I became, I became hooked instantly. Um, what these guys did, three guys from Hollis, Queens, um, you know, we're talking, uh, obviously we're talking about Joseph Simmons, uh, Daryl McDaniels. And uh, Jason Mazel, um, who was Jam Master Jay, um, who unfortunately was uh, shot and killed and no longer with us. Rest in peace, um, Jam Master Jay. Um, Joseph Simmons, the brother of Russell Simmons. Um, so obviously um, they got connected with Def Jam, um, did their thing. And um, Run DMC became the powerhouse that they did first rap. I mean, they were at Live Aid, you know. Um, first rap group to ever perform in a big thing like that, Live Aid. They uh, did uh, a collaboration with Aerosmith, Walk This Way, which was very big. Um, plus, just all their music is fantastic music. I mean, these guys are great, and um, it's unfortunate, you know, that they're really not doing anything. But funny thing about uh, about uh, Run DMC, and I don't know if you knew this, Lou, but uh, Daryl McDaniels, um, big rock guy. He's into rock and, like, just... Um, so he's done a lot of stuff where he's kind of doing some, uh, background singing and singing with some of these rock, rock groups and stuff, which is so cool. And he's dropping some, some rhymes and stuff into it and kind of making like this, um, I want to say like body count or anything like that. Nothing like crazy, like hard, but you know, you know, you kind of see what I'm going with. So he's, he's still involved the music, but he had a big problem with his voice, losing his voice. And he had some serious issues with his throat, um, where his voice was changing. He wasn't able to get, um, that sound that he was used to get when he was rapping. So, no, no, that's know. good. Yeah, and uh, you know, poor Jason Mazel. I mean, I didn't even realize that. Um, you know, he was. I guess he had gotten into some stuff. It was a bad drug deal that actually went down. So, um, yeah. because I, I thought he, for the most part, had stayed out of trouble as an adult. But uh, that's yeah, unfortunate. I, I, I think they did. I think it just, you know, maybe, you know, 
whatever getting, I, I can't, I can't, I don't know what he was doing. I, we can't say, but, um, you know, obviously he was involved with something and unfortunately he got the bad end of that deal. And, um, I guess they never found his killer either. Um, uh, no, they, they, they actually, him. I think they did. I think they, oh, they, they did. Found, okay. I think they did. Yeah. They, um, oh, well, good. they indicted, uh, two guys for it. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad at least a little, maybe a little bit of closure for the family on that then. All right. So we've, and so, so before we go to number one, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I just want to explain. I know like a lot of people say, well, right. Why couldn't run DMC be number one? Well, they could have been number one. And, um, you know, and even NWA could be number one. You know, a lot of these bands could be, but, um, I think when you hear the number one and my explanation on why, I think everyone will hopefully understand why I went with this group as number one hip hop group of all time. I'm looking forward to it because you've already played all my favorites. Oh, good. And the last three would have been my top three. So, so this one's, yeah. So this one, I I, want to hear this. So, all right, right. let's play it. Let's go. Let me me catch. You ready? Let me, let me bone. Yo, yo, what's up, son? What's up, kid? What's going on, kid? Yo, man, I'm just doing my thing, man. The New York Times side Staying alive was no job Had second hands Moms bounced on old man So then we moved to Shallon land A young youth You're rocking the go tooth Low goose Only way I begin to G York Was drug loot And let's start it like this son Rolling with this one And that one Pulling out gats for fun But it was just a dream For the team Who was a fiend Started smoking wolves at 16 And running up in gates And doing it by high stakes Making my way on fire Oh, yes. We were talking about Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, my goodness. I love these guys. These guys are um, amazing group out of Staten Island. Um, such a... Oh, my God. I, I, where do I begin? Okay. So, let's start. So, RZA um, was uh, a DJ, uh, wanted to produce, um, kind of got together and wanted to start doing his own stuff. Okay, um, got together with a bunch of people in his neighborhood, different uh, little cliques. Um, they were a big fan of uh, of uh, karate, the old uh, old Asian karate movies back in the day, the kung fu movies. Um, so they used a lot of samples from movies, and um, and there was a thing Wu Tang Killer Bees, and they and that's that's kind of where they got their the Wu Tang Killer Bees on a swarm, and they became the Wu Tang Clan, and. Um, they're composed of uh, the RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Method Man, Raekwon the Chef, Ghostface Killer, Inspect the Deck, You God, and Master Killer. Now, these are all the guys in Wu-Tang Clan, okay? All these guys have pretty much all gone and done solo stuff that have been all successful, okay? So as a group, as a unit, they are absolutely amazing. As single artists, they are amazing. Um, so this is the reason... I kind of went with this group as being the number one group. The music they put out there is a little bit hardcore hip hop. Um, the, the lyrics are, are just, I mean, Method Man is, is amazing rapper. I mean, he has done some great stuff. He's collaborated with, you know, with so many people, Mary J. Blige, Red Man, uh, the list goes on, continues on and on. Um, so the RZA is a, an amazing producer. These guys are just phenomenal. And, um, 
And these guys were drug dealers and just thugs on the street. I mean, that's what these guys were. And the Rizzo was just, he was selling drugs and still producing stuff and making these tracks and using these samples and things like that. Um, and uh, this is why I think they're number one for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't even argue it. I don't know Wu-Tang that well. I okay. know a lot of the people that you mentioned. I remember old Dirty Bastard because the guy was crazy, and, and unfortunately, yeah. you know, he passed away uh, some time ago. Um, but you know, Method Man, yeah, I mean, I I get it. So uh, I think if you're the kind of the novice in in the in the hip hop world that I am, even though I sold it and I know a lot of the the main ones, Wu Tang did not come to mind that they would have been. I would have thought, you know, they're definitely a top 10, but to be number one, that means, you know, you know a lot more about it and, uh, and the music spoke to you a lot more and, and, you know, I get it. And I, and I kind of like that. I like when it's, you know, not the obvious. Right. And they, and they spoke to a lot of people. I mean, these guys have a following, like it's, it's amazing. Like when these guys still go and perform, their concerts are sold out. I mean, the people are going to swarm to these guys to hear them because of, of their, of their tracks and what they do and what they bring. And it's just that whole attitude that they have. You know, these are, this is just, they are like the nineties, you know, they're a nineties group that just came out and they just destroyed it. They killed it. And everyone was just like, God, I love these guys. These guys are just raw and they just don't care. And I think that's what it was. It's just this, this group of guys off the street said, we're going to produce and record stuff. And they were just singing based on their experiences in their, in their hood and creating this sound. And, and this guy Riza created this sound for them and put it all together. And that's, and that's talent. I don't care what you, how you look at it. This is a guy who they all should be in jail probably for what they've done. And here they are, you know, I'm, I'm being honest. And here they are just doing the stuff that they did out there and they created great music for us to listen to. And if you're, if you are, you know, into hip hop music and, you know, like I said, I don't like the new hip hop, but the old hip hop I love. And if you're into that stuff, because that's what music was back then for hip hop, it, it was creating these great sounds and these great stories. And, and, and that's what rap music was back then and storytelling, you know, just like songs, storytelling. And, but it was a different kind of story. It was like, Hey, my story isn't so great because I was getting beat up every day on my way down the street or I was selling drugs or I was in jail. It's a different kind of story and it relates to different people. And I think that was, that's a great, that's a great thing to have when you have these different kind of paths to go down. You know, we lived at a time when we saw, rap start develop into this hip hop sound mm -hmm. and we we witnessed you know how people like us got into this wow what are these guys doing and really started to appreciate the music and uh, the artistry um and um it's amazing with the, the 90s really i think really roped in a whole a whole new audience and, uh, and now it's, it's, you know, it, it's such a major genre now. And it's, and it's funny that you said that, you know, this white based group, I mean, you think about it, you look at some of these concerts like NWA, when they performed, there was more white people than there were black people at the concerts. These, you know, these kids were following this and they were like with this, this thug kind of look, you know, these blonde haired kids with blue eyes are, you know, sitting there going after the police and it's, it's hilarious, but that's what, that's what the message was going. And these people were relating to this and, you know, um, and it's just like you know, like you said, it's just, it brought, it, it, 
it evolved into into something big. It was it was big. It wasn't you know Run DMC and Eric B's and you know Grandmaster Melly Mills and Grandmaster Flash and whoever you want to talk about. These guys created this sound that's continued and continued and continued. You know the LL Cool J's, the Biggie Smalls, the Tupac Shakur's. They've all been creating the sound and it's it's evolved into something very very big. Unfortunately, what it's evolved to now, I don't like what it's evolved to. I wish it would go back to what it was because it's just a different kind of thing. Now, everything's about, you know, drugs, money and, and prostitutes. And that's what the song's about, at least nowadays. And, and they had those in those songs back then, too. There was talking about that stuff, but there was a story. There was a story that about it. Now it's just it doesn't make sense to me. So I don't know. All right. Well, there you go. That's, that's a hip. That's a hip hop <laughs> show. That's the hip hop hop show. Yes, I, I I I had fun putting the list together. I did, and um, you know, and I, I love and I like. I know that you know, you you know, you sold the music and you didn't necessarily you know weren't listening to it on a daily on your you know driving to work, but you know, I like I like what I like about you is you're just open minded to everything and you like to listen to stuff and you oh yeah I remember that song right I know that song and so it's great to get your input as well on a lot of this stuff and um. You know, it's uh, it would be interesting to do a, a solo artist. It really would, it's because I think that would be very interesting. And I think, you'd, you know, you would see, you know, Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube and all those guys. But um, maybe it's something in, down the road. <laughs> there's a lot of stories there. And um, the artistry is just something. And there's iconic people involved. And and I had the opportunity to see Biggie. Um, and, uh, you know, and I and. Though I Tell haven't, though I haven't um, really, I've never gone to a, you know, a hip hop concert, but as part of, you know, Sam Goody, we, they bring in artists. And I remember I saw, I've seen Queen Latifah, um, I've seen um, um, Ice-T and I've seen Ludacris. So I saw some people, but you know what, you're kind of like, sometimes you're like one of those closet things where you're, there's a song that really catches you. And that's what it is for me. The song has to catch me. And uh, and I really appreciate either the samples or the way they're rapping or just musically how it sounds. And that's what, you know, I don't I don't pay attention a lot to the for me, the lyrics aren't I don't care. I don't know any rap lyrics. I listen to the music. And so if it grabs me from the music, then you know, I, I like good music, period. That That's a that's a good point to be, though. That's OK. You know, you said samples, and I think that's key. Like, as I got older into DJing, um, that was it for me. Like, when I listened to a song and I was like, oh, I know that song. that They used that sample, and that's cool. I like how they used it or, you know, or, or so on. And now I'm hearing a lot of these new rap groups, and they're using samples from, I mean, like Travis Scott, who's a big rap rap artist right now, he, he used samples from Biggie. He's used samples from Beastie Boys. Um, so it's kind of cool to, to hear them in other people's songs and be like, oh, he's using stuff from these guys, the pioneers and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we're at. So um, why don't we wrap up the show? I think we, we kind of went well and talked about this top 20 list and I hope everyone enjoyed it and liked kind of going back on a little, little back in time journey into hip hop. How about that? Love it. Love it. It was fun. Thanks for all the, yeah. Thanks for all the background. I appreciate uh, hearing, you know, why you like the music and, and some of the interesting stories. No, I appreciate you also too. Your your story about Bone Thugs that was really an interesting story as well, and uh, and some stuff. So thank you for bringing that to the table. And uh, 
Um, I look forward to, uh, to our next show. And, um, you know, once again, people, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are back in time brothers. Um, you know, keep listening to us on back in time brothers.com and also, uh, um, just all our live shows, hopefully in the future on back in times, brother radio. And we got a lot of stuff going on. So stay tuned with us, stay with us. We, uh, we appreciate the love and support. And, uh, as my boy, uh, flavor Flav would say, yeah, boy, we out of here. Yeah, boy. Ha, 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 ha.